welcome to another chapter of Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast, where we give you a deeper look into your favorite Christian authors and the inspirations, research, and methodology that goes into writing the books you love to read. Here's your host, Jamie Vaughn. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Vaughn with Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. And in this chapter of the Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast, we have Rosanna M. White, who's here today to talk to us about her latest book, Worthy of Legend. Sorry, Worthy of Legend, not Worthy of the Legend, but Worthy of Legend, which is out now. And Rosanna, thank you so much for coming by and talking to us today. Well, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So, Tell me what you can tell me about the book without giving too much away. All right. So this is the final book in the Secrets of the Isles series. So it's wrapping up a summer of treasure hunting that my group of friends have been on. Um, Each book does stand on its own. So if you haven't read the previous ones, you can still come in and pick it up. Okay. Um, So we have been treasure hunting throughout the whole series. And I based my treasures on history. Um, there was this, there were actually a lot of famous pirates on this little island chain off the coast of Cornwall, the Isles of Scilly. So I decided to kind of take some of the pirate lore and pretend that they actually found stuff. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, in this one, I had to up the ante, of course. So not only are they searching for pirate treasure, but they stumble upon a King Arthur artifact. Oh, you know, right. So super fun. So my hero loves the legends of King Arthur. Um, so it was just really fun to play with that. Yeah. Okay. So how did you find out about the Isle of Sicily? That's hilarious. And just so everyone knows, I keep wanting to call it the Isle of Sicily and I know that's not correct. So now it's even funnier to me that it's really called the Isle of Sicily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was my super scientific method. I decided I wanted this series set on an island. So I Googled islands off the coast of England and did an image search until I found what I liked. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, oh, um, they look Caribbean. They're not, but they look really? Caribbean. Um, they have like Cornish palms that look like palm trees, but are not really palm trees. Um, so it's just beautiful, like blue green waters. They're, they're gorgeous. So it's a whole chain of islands that's about 25 miles off the coast of Cornwall. So oh, nice. lovely. So I, now I'm just being nosy. Like, do people live there? Are they inhabit it? Yep. Yep. Oh. yep. Not all of the islands are, um, but the bigger ones are. And historically, um, they've been inhabited forever. Um, if you have heard of the the legend of Tristan and Isolde, that's actually yes. set in the Isles of Scilly. Oh, okay. Um, or what is thought to be the Isles of Scilly, the kingdom of Lioness, which also comes up in this story a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, what ended up being your inspiration for this book and the series? Um, I think I just wanted to explore, first of all, I wanted something fun. I had been writing about wars for a long time and I needed a break. <laughs> so treasure hunting it is. Um, so then when it came to the whole series in this book in particular, I was examining relationships and families and friendships. And really, you know, what we do when we run into hardships in our families or when we don't fit in with our families or when our families don't appreciate us. And this book, especially, I was really kind of exploring the theme of what about when the people you're supposed to love don't love you like they should? What if they are unlovable? How are you to love them anyway, like God calls you to? So my heroine especially is is really learning what selfless love means, Mm -hmm. loving when 
the world says, don't bother, right? Like yeah. they're, they're a waste of time. Don't bother. But mm-hmm. God calls us to love, love them, to love our, love our family, love our enemies, love our friends, love our neighbors, love everyone. Um, that's hard, right? Like yeah. people don't deserve it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So we have um, the villain of the series is actually the brother of the heroine in this book. Oh, so. Okay. Gotcha. So you so say your female protagonist is Emily, Lady Emily Schofield. Um, right. What can you tell us about her? She has lived her life in the shadow of her brother, um, who is not very nice, and has basically been led to believe all her life that she's invisible. She's unworthy of any attention um, and has has suffered a bit of abuse at his hands of mm. the emotional sort. Mm-hmm. Um, so she feels like no one sees her, that she just needs to blend in and keep her head down. And she's never raised a ruckus about anything in her life until this summer when she finally stood up for herself. And so she's really spreading her wings a bit and finally discovering what it's like when people see you who, for who you are and love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And so she's really coming into her own and it, it was, it was so much fun <laughs> to kind of let this, this rose blossom. Right. Right. So your male protagonist is Bram Sinclair, who you had said earlier about that you brought in, you know, there's King Arthur um, artifact that's found, but he's obsessed with these legends. Why do you think that we're still obsessed with things like King Arthur? Right. That's one of the, the like fun things that I got to play with in this is what makes us love legends so much. Mm-hmm. And because especially because he's, he doesn't admit this to anybody, right? He's like this gruff kind of big brother, overprotective person. Um, so he's embarrassed to, to be so obsessed with these legends, but he, he, through the, through the course of the story, we explore, well, why is he? It's because they appeal to nobility. Like, Mm-hmm. You know, the true heartfelt nobility, they inspire us to be better than we are, to do things that we shouldn't be able to do, to do the impossible, to go out on adventures and fight for what's right. And that's mm-hmm. what he loves about them is, you know, it's a, it's about fighting for honor and nobility and all the good things. And um, yeah, so that's what appeals to him. And I think what, what appeals to us still that we love a good story that inspires us to be bigger, be better. Right. Very true. So why do you think Emily and Bram make a good couple? She is in desperate need of someone to stick up for her. Mm-hmm. And he hates bullies and is like the consummate big brother. Like through the rest of the series, we, we are introduced to him as the overprotective big brother of the heroine in book number one. So he's, that's his persona, right? Like he will protect you whether you like it or not. And be very overbearing about it. Um, mm-hmm. She needs that. And, you know, he, he just wants, he starts out saying, you need to be shown what a good brother is like. So I'll step in. But of course, you know, it doesn't last quite like that. Right. <laughs> the course of the whole book. <laughs> so what makes Worthy of Legend a fitting ending for your series? It pulls together all the threads from all the stories, all the treasure hunting, um, but also resolves it finally. <laughs> and and it also ends with, we've had throughout the series, the kind of looming threat, so to speak. It's a good threat, but a threat of um, the authorities coming, like they're on their way. The authority being the Prince of Wales at this point in time, because he owns the entire island chain. 
Um, so he actually shows up in the end and that's kind of our climax is the Prince of Wales arrives and, you know, we get to see how everything is going to fall out. And, um, it was, it was pretty fun. I, I, when I originally finished it, my husband reads through everything as I'm finishing. And he was like, you missed like the biggest thing that needs to happen at the end. So I I won't spoil it, but know that the big deal at the end was totally an oversight on my part that my husband corrected. (laughs) (laughs) now I'm gonna have to go get it just to make sure what it is yes absolutely so when the readers get to the final period in the last chapter and then it's the end of the book and the series what do you want them to take away each heroine learns something through the series and that's what I sum up the book with um especially you have to read the author's note because that's where I you know lay these all together for you Um, But that's that God knows your name. He Mm -hmm. knows exactly who you are. He gives you wings and wants you to explore and discover and realize who you are. And he sees you for exactly who you are and he loves you. Um, So these are the kind of realizations throughout the story. And they're also all drawn out by a character who's never actually on the page. Um, The the central family has lost a brother. He had been sick for many, many years and he died before the books began, but he has left a legacy and letters actually that come up in the book. And he basically challenges people to live as if every day is your last Mm -hmm. and live as if it's an adventure. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's also what I hope people take away from this series. Oh, good. So tell me what's next for you. So many things. (laughs) So in January, I have Yesterday's Tides coming out from Bethany House, which is a dual time um, historical romance suspense. So it's set in World War I and World War II, Ocracoke Island, North Carolina, which is in the Outer Banks of North Carolina, one of my favorite places in the world. And it's a generational suspense, basically exploring how the ripples from World War I are what set the stage for World War II in so many ways, which I learned as I wrote all these World War I books. Yeah. Um, but we've got some spy hunting, we've got um, intelligence, and it actually manages to pull together the fictional worlds from all my different series. So that was really fun for me. Wow. That's, that is talent to be able to do that. <laughs> Or obsession or whatever, sneaking them all in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool. I love that. Well, Rosanna, thank you so much for coming by and talking to us today. And her book, Worthy of Legend, is out now. Go to your local Christian bookstore and pick that up. If you don't have one nearby, just make sure you get it from wherever you buy your books. And the book is published by Bethany House, a division of Baker Publishing Group. And Rosanna, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Family Fiction's Christian Fiction Bookshelf Podcast. Stay up to date on all things Christian fiction at familyfiction.com. Christian Fiction Bookshelf is produced by Ross Kluver, hosted by Jamie Vaughn, and edited by Brandon Woolham. Subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a chapter.